Hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. I'm here with my co-host Vince. We're doing it once again. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome glad. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome <laughs> glad. Yeah, yeah. I've been wa- watching too many TV yeah, It's been movies. a long week, huh? Yeah, it has. But uh, welcome back to the Larry D Studios. Glad to have you back. Glad to be here. Right. Um, can do a little talking tonight. Hopefully, you want to listen. Try it. Hope, hopefully you come along with us on this journey. But before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button and let us into your world. And if you want to get in touch with us, you got a story, an encounter, or just want to shoot us an email, you could do it at late night with Larry55 at gmail.com. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, we would. And as usual, let's get things rolling. Try right. a little shot here of Hunch Punch and uh, Hunch Punch. How about we do a shot every time somebody hits that subscribe button? That'll do it. We'll <laughs> do a shot for you, people. Here's to you. To you. Uh, wow! Gotta love that stuff. So, Hunch Punch. If we do a million shots now, <laughs> <laughs> we will no longer be around. That's right. So. I was telling my brother earlier that off camera that I think we were just going to talk tonight about the encounters that Bigfoot have with people. With uh, uh, I, I, I guess it's just every ordinary day people that don't expect it. Right. Not not necessarily people going out looking for them. Right. But uh, they just have that chance encounter. Uh, and usually I think most encounters are like that. But uh, some of them have some strange interactions. Um, I, I don't know if uh, it, it's weird how they how do they get picked? How does Bigfoot say, "Well, I'm going to interact with this person"? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they pick them myself either. Uh, some people say it's your vibration that you give off because everyone knows that the human body functions at a certain vibration at certain hertz. I, I really don't know, but some people. W- that are not even Bigfoot believers get an encounter. I recently seen a post on on Facebook, and there was this, it was from a girl saying this happened last night, and there was a short video, and you could see the squatch face looking in her window, looking up. And when you turn the volume up real loud, as she suggested, you could hear it tapping on the window. You just hear the the tap. Right. And it was a. Uh, it was it was crazy. It was perfect. I I I was I was telling my brother, man, if that's hoaxed, that's one damn good hoax. Yeah. Because the, I could see the face <clears throat> clearly, and it, of course it looks like everyone says, you know, like human part ape uh, hair. Right. Uh, it it threw me for a loop. Right now we've we've all seen a, a lot of different renderings of what they supposedly look like, what people look like. Uh, I've heard even park rangers described because they've seen them. But that is on our, I guess you could say our bucket list, part of our quest. That's why we go out to the mountain so much. We want that Class A sighting for ourselves. That's that's right. But some people just get lucky. Some people are just home watching TV or in bed or their children are in bed or in the room playing and they hear tapping on the on the wall on the door and lo and behold you know it's it's a squatch now now that a story you saw 
uh, that girl with the one tapping on her window looking in, did she indicate how she felt? Because some people say uh, when they have their encounter, oh, I, I felt uh, terrified, I felt threatened, and other people say, no, for some reason I didn't feel that. No, she did. She definitely said she felt scared. She was afraid. She said it was a terrifying experience. So, uh, and, and you're right. Some people that have said they've had experiences say they felt at peace like they knew it wasn't going to harm them right now i guess i'm different if i'm out in the woods especially by myself and i <clears throat> see one one's close to me and it sees me uh i'm gonna get scared because just the size of these things and what supposedly they look like how could you not be scared <laughs> well i i haven't seen one but just from what your experience and how you told me that you got so frightened and it shook you up. I, I could imagine there's not a person on this earth that won't get some type of emotional feeling right. if you personally see one. Right. I, I don't care how big and how strong you are. Um, it's going to affect you. And uh, from the stories people say, it does affect you. Right. And... Um a lot of people say when they have their sighting, not only does it affect them, it changes their life. Right. It, it kind of changes the course of their life because you start believing in one thing, it opens the door to other things. <coughs> and um, down the road, that that's where a lot of these uh, researchers or, say, people like us who want to talk about it, that's where it all starts with some kind of encounter. Right. And, and I've heard stories that people, like you said, it does affect them. People that have seen them and they've been terrified for them. It affects your life. Some people, it just like totally changes and destroy, destroys some person's life. Well, it intrigues another person. And the person that gets intrigued is a person who's always going out wanting more information, more knowledge, kind of like right. we do. Right. But the people that it affects in a negative way, the, they wish they have never seen it. They have nightmares. Uh, they can't sleep at night. Uh, I don't know. I don't know which category I'm going to fall into if I ever have my personal sighting. I just know uh, it's going to be it's going to be something special to me. <clears throat> right now, when I had mine for a brief <laughs> minute there, it did ruin my love of the mountains because I said i'm never going back again and, and so many people have and you're right you told me I'm, I'm not going back and and we've told our listeners time and time again that your son not going yeah, back. to this day he still won't go back now he talked me into going back so after i faced that initial fear i got over it uh, don't get me wrong every time i go out there just everything flashes back and I, i'm still nervous i still am but i i i thirst for knowledge i want to know more i want to see more Right, and I'm with him. I thirst for that knowledge. I just want to know what these creatures are all about. Um, I don't believe that they're, you know, from outer space. Or I, I believe they're terrestrial. They're of this earth. They, they're part human. From what everyone keeps saying, they must be. If they look human like us, and they're bipedal, then there's a human element to them and oh, yeah either know. either they're part human or we're part sasquatch <laughs> well yeah. it could be either way but i just know that uh, i've heard so many stories that they they have to have a human element or like my brother said we're part squatch but right. i want to know for myself i want that 
sighting. I'll even take it from 20 yards away. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's about how far my sighting was. And uh, yeah, maybe a little further would be all right, too. Uh, right. I, I always, when we go up to the mountains, I always carry an extra pair of pants and an extra pair of underwear, just in case. <laughs> I, I'm like a Nazis. I carry a cyanide pill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But getting back to their interactions. Now, I've heard several stories about uh, young children going to stay with their grandparents on the farm or maybe up in the cabin. And uh, that's when they had an encounter when they were young children. I I've heard one of uh, a young girl. They they walked down to the pumpkin patch because there was a pumpkin patch by her grandpa grandparents' house. And while they were in the pumpkin patch, there was one kind of playing hide and seek with her. Now... I do believe they are attracted to to children, to the sounds of children, to the laughter. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe because just like a dog, uh, uh, dogs are a good uh, judge of character, right. and children are are pretty. Their hearts are are pure. They have good intentions. They still love everything. So maybe it's the same with the Sasquatch. That's why they're attracted to children. Now. Uh, she had her encounter and she didn't tell anyone to, till years later but it was just kind of neat how they interacted she said she never felt no fear but as a child you know sometimes your curiosity takes over but uh they were doing a little hide and seek you know in the woods there and i i, I thought that was pretty cool well i mean that there too since they have a human element to them there could be some that are just friendly and loving and then you could have some that are just mean-spirited and angry like like humans right <clears throat> yeah we don't want to run into that one that's having a bad day no i i don't i i don't want to run into the grandpa one that's always grouchy i want the the nice spirited one that <laughs> will give me a peaceful encounter and send me on my way uh because if i do run into one that's a little angry I'm sure I won't want to go back to the woods. Right, right, I agree. We don't want to run into the one that just had an argument with a wife. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So when my day comes, I, I hope it's a, a peaceful one. Right, and we've talked about this time and time again, and even uh, in the vehicle on the side of the road, <laughs> I'm okay with that too. That's right. <laughs> if it runs in front of my vehicle, that is just as good for me. Yes. So... Now that we're, you know, talking about interactions, um, it's like the true story of the folk monster, which is kind of a Bigfoot, you know. Those people that were, uh, according to the story, in their trailer at that night, um, for some reason, it kept coming around when the girls were alone. And then the one night they brought their boyfriends in to prove to him that look something's going on here at first they thought it was you know according to the story it was uh, a pervert or someone just sneaking around the property but come to be it was uh the boggy creek the falk monsters yeah. and uh <clears throat> the when when the hand went through the bathroom i don't know about that encounter if you didn't already finish your business i'm sure right there you did yep that that puts a an on on it <laughs> it does so you know, like these girls, they 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 were having uh, peaceful encounters at first till their boyfriends came back, and I I don't know. And we've talked about the natives and the forest pride, so right. you know, is is this kind of an interaction too? Because it was a female 
that posted on Facebook that she had this encounter. It wasn't a male, it was a female. So, you know, there again, a theory, are there enough females out there in their population or do they genuinely do try and take females to... Right. We just don't know enough about their their living situation, their clan system. Uh, there could be a dominant male who gets to choose which females or, you know, he could have a harem or we, we just uh, don't know. Right. I mean, and, and if I'm a weaker one and uh, I'm not privy to the harem, of course, you know, I, especially since they are of the human element right they're going to need that interaction and i would guess the weaker ones are on the outskirts of the clan maybe those are the ones you have the interaction with unless you come across a hunting party with the the, yeah the alpha male or something right but we just don't know enough and and i don't know if we ever will but the interactions that these people have it's some of them are genuine and you know you of course you get your stories out there too but but it's just weird that it seems like from what I'm paying attention to that it seems like a lot more females get interaction right with the squatches and uh, now I don't know if the ones coming to the window or interacting with them are male or female but it seems like a lot more females do have that (coughs) right Um, I I think it's just uh, common and well our species also if you're in the store and there's two sales associates a guy and a a young lady you're more likely to go up to the young lady because nine times out of ten they're more friendly yeah and they're more open to helping you out yeah and the guys sometimes are more threatening i i i I get that that's a good theory yeah it's a good theory now let me ask you about this people have had encounters um where they're their doorknobs are being trying to open and stuff i have heard that now is that curiosity are they trying to get something i i personally think that it's curiosity or these creatures are smart i mean they're already masters of the forest you know if they see you bringing in day in week in week out groceries and they they see that that's food and at one point let's say there's a droughtful year and and their grubbing is coming under question and it's it's a skimmish out there then you know i could see them saying well i know where there's some some food and it must be good food because look how fat they are right and (laughs) so i i I take it it's curiosity but at the same time sometimes i wonder if they know what 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 we bring into our houses right. because I, you hear of some encounters where the house was just ravaged and it they all they took was the food right because they they see stuff going into the house and they know what's in the trash what's coming back out right so the good you know they they smell your meat wrappers they uh some of the leftover food that you throw in and uh I, I would think that they could put two and two together because, right. I mean, if they're intelligent enough to survive out in those mountains. You're not talking about condoms, right? Meat wrappers? No, 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 not not, oh, okay. not those type of All meat right, wrappers. Right, right. Those, those, are, uh, those come from the sheepskin. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Wrong species. Uh, that's right. We're, we got off subject. Okay. We're sorry, folks. Now, uh, I, I heard a story, and if, if you people haven't been to PacWest Bigfoot yet, Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's still doing stories, but if not, there's a lot in the archives. 
Now, there was one story of a maid. She worked up in the mountains. What it was, they had several cabins. Okay. So she would clean the cabins. And one day she was cleaning this cabin. It was a two-story cabin. And she was upstairs and she heard the door rattling. <laughs> so she looked down from the, the two-story or the second level. And it was a Sasquatch was coming in the front door. Now, she saw it kind of ducking down to come in. And she flipped out. She screamed. She fell. She hit her head and passed out. Right. So she don't know if that thing actually came in or not. Uh, I don't know how, how much time passed. But eventually she came to and woke up. She looked around. It was gone. Maybe her scream scared it off. Could but have. she she went, got in her car, went to the owner's house, and she, I quit. <laughs> I'm not cleaning this place no more. Right. Well, I mean, and that, that takes us back to, and we've mentioned it on our podcast, the, the barn and the, you know, uh, the guys that broke into the barn and they said, this woman's crazy. She's got right. gorillas in her barn. Right. I mean, you know, this... It's not unheard of for them to be in our habitat. So, you know, we always try to go to theirs. So I, I could see, I could see that being truthful. Right, and uh, I, I, I want to say it's the same story, but this lady, she had, she had been interacting with them. She, the story was she worked at KFC, so at night she would take the leftover chicken, and. Uh, they would be right there on the on the tree line waiting for the chicken. You know the saying, if you feed, feed a stray dog, they right. don't go away. <clears throat> so they would send a juvenile over, and she would hand him the buckets of chicken, and he'd take them off to the forest, and they would eat. Now, they had different interactions. She said at one time she felt threatened because the juveniles were running around wreaking havoc. She had a chicken coop, right. and they were getting in there. So she went out, and she chased one, and I guess one of the juveniles kind of confronted her, and she said she popped him in the nose. <laughs> he fell down, and he got real, you know, he was surprised, but he Startled. turned real aggressive, but one of the older ones, you know, backed him down. Backed him down, said, hey, this woman is our, she's our meal ticket, boy. Right, and we're told, hey, that's what you deserve. That's her stuff. That's right. I, I get it. But and I, I could see that. I could see that too. And we've talked about uh, there was. This is like a classic interaction that's no longer on the internet. I can't find it. It's the supposedly a man was on a pro, a certain property, and he interacted with them, and they vocalized to him. Right. They, they would talk to him. Now this is in Canada. Okay. And. And some of you may have heard it. Uh, he he called this particular Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it. He called it Nefertiti. And uh, some of the recordings I heard, you know, it, it would vocalize back, and he would have conversations with it. Right. And I even seen videos of like footprints and handprints. And, and it would leave little gifts for him. That's right. And uh, so that encounter there that's like that's a rare one and if that encounter truly did happen and that wasn't a hoax you know th these creatures they have they're intelligent right he, he would go camp down by what they called the gifting tree and they would start by throwing things at him and then the right. vocalizations now there was conversations they weren't like an actual conversation like we have right. they would trade words right. and what the sasquatch would do would mock him 
right. because he, he he could say certain words and he could even count one two three right and then the, the one he says he he called my brother-in-law mike yeah you know yeah now that for some reason that was shut down he gave a brief explanation but didn't want to get into it something about the property owners didn't want it going on no more but that uh that's a, his his recordings were the closest I could find to what I actually heard in the Hamus Mountains. Right. They were actually almost spot on, you know. Right. And I I mean there's stories as well as these creatures that people say they were on their tree line and they were calling their dog, yet it sounded like them calling their dog, but yet they were standing there and uh they were saying, you know, I wonder if this creature was trying to lure my dog in to become a meal. But th- they said it was calling my dog and it sounded just like me and it knew my dog's name. Right. So, you know, these type of interactions, that they're far and few in between. But the ones that do happen like that, they make you wonder. The mimicking. Yes. They make you wonder. I, I mean, we, we revisited the Sierra Sounds and it's been proven that that they they can vocalize and and they can <clears throat> vocal they they have better vocalization power than we do or let's say unique different than it, us right and, and they definitely have a a better vocalization range than say a typical ape right and if, if we could mimic some of the creatures out in the wild with when you're hunting you mimic a, a an elk call or a deer or you know white or, or even another person that's right why of course we imitate people and they're like oh you sounded just like him why couldn't they do it yeah exactly and uh i think they sit out there and i i know they observe us yeah and, uh, and they listen enough because <clears throat> one night we uh we cannot say 100 percent without a doubt but I'm pretty sure it was it was Sasquatch up in the hills mimicking owls or an owl. Right. We we sat there that night and it was m- mimicking an owl and it, we hooted back and it would answer us. It would answer us. It, it sounded like an 800 pound owl going <laughs> who, who right. <laughs> and and I I told my brother this is crazy, but it did. It, when we would give a response, it would. Now owls ain't trained to do that. Right. You're not going to get that from an owl. And and if you listen to owls, they, they got kind of a different... A higher pitch right. than what was given and this to was, us. It sounded like a man mimicking an owl. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Right. <laughs> and it was a, a deep... It, if Let's just say this owl was about eight feet tall. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool, though. Uh, sometimes when that kind of stuff happens to us, when we're in the moment, you really can't believe it's happening, but it's pretty cool. Just to experience something like that, even even if you're not 100 percent sure, right? It's but you got a hunch. You know, I mean, anyone who's been in the forest, you know the sounds. Is that like a a hunch punch? Uh, I sure wish it was. So I oh, could use another man. one. But he's right. We've had some some strange things while we were up in the mountains that happened to us, and and we can't explain them. And you know that, that never even occurred to me how we're talking in this episode about how Sasquatch interacts with people. Right. We're sharing other people's stories, and every time we go over, that's what we have we, an we interaction. Have, we have ours, and I I don't want to say a hundred percent interaction till I see that one, and then I'm like, oh. That's who it's been all this time. Right. But I, I think 
because we go up there quite often. We go to the same spot a lot. I, I think we're in a good position because I believe they they travel through. There's a game trail right where we camp, so right. they might be uh, the, they might be getting more familiar with us being there, more used to us being there. I, I I think they they are. I think they do habitat up there, and I've heard people say that they know the minute you enter the forest. And they know, and I don't know if it's telepathy or what or how, but some it's just theorizing once again. We don't know for sure, but they say they know why we're there, and they know when we get there. And and right, and maybe that's why most of the time we go over there, we have they give us some little nugget to come home with, some kind of interaction, and maybe they maybe they think it's kind of funny our reaction like the time a bottle was thrown at us we're like, <laughs> right, we, we couldn't believe it right. we're, we were the only people up there we know where we drove in there was no one around yeah and we've taken the other roads all the way around there yep. and they're not passable not they're not friendly even to full drive vehicles no but yet that distinct bottle sound i'll never forget that i looked at my brother and i was like did you hear that what was that what it, it was just so crazy right and things like that make me really, really want to dig deep and find out more about these creatures. Right. Because they know how they know how to get you on the edge. Uh, like, like we talked about, we're in their territory. They're the masters of that forest. We would have a hard time surviving because <clears throat> we're so acclimated to living our lifestyle the easy but, life yeah but they're they run through those mountains up and down and and yet when they interact with us we we question ourselves. right they they probably look at us and say let's 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 mess with them these, right. these idiots right now when i had my first interaction you know it, it scared me because i it, it caught me off guard right and the, and uh, a couple of our first interactions when we first got, go started going up there they were uh, they were kind of creepy because remember that night I woke you up with the screams yeah and then the that time we went camping when it was freezing and you heard that scream but I I think but those those and those, they were in a distance but I think those times those interactions those are just letting maybe other clan members know where they're at or that's a dominance call saying right those, maybe daddy's those, here those may not have necessarily been meant for us but right. we heard them and yeah no and I can't explain that uh my stepdaughter asked me, she said, well, what did you hear? What did it sound like? And we were watching uh, one of the Bigfoot, I forgot what it was, maybe was it Todd Standings? Or I, I don't know, we were watching one of the Bigfoot documentaries, and when that came on, I told her that. That's what I heard. I said, exactly like it sounds on TV is exactly what I heard out there. I told her, now just think of a big, strong man with deep, big lungs hollering at the top of his lungs for about 10 seconds and and you hear that and you're like wow because right. i i could try to mimic that but i don't i don't think it would get any further than a couple hundred feet down the road yeah no you wouldn't even get close to that but what we heard i know was in a far distance and uh it woke me up don't know what it was but i know what it wasn't right uh, yeah like i said anyone who goes through the forest you know the sounds of the animals out there and 
<clears throat> and some animals will they'll throw you off if you've never heard them before, like a mountain lion. Right. Sometimes they throw out some creepy sounds. Yeah, but you know, mountain lions they make the foot. They make like a dying woman, a screaming woman, or, and you you can usually tell it's it's some type of wildlife or a cat. Yeah, we'll but them, yeah. I've never heard, and we go to the mountains a lot. I've never heard those type of screams in the mountains. Even when I was younger and I would go deer hunting down south in our in our part of the state called Kimado, which is it's further down south. And there too, I I bet there's squatches down there because that's some good thick forest with a lot of deer running around and elk. Yes. Uh you know I I'm I've never uh really researched it down there. I haven't either. But, you know, it it makes sense because we talked about this uh, a few episodes ago about sightings in the Sandias. Right. And when we talked to maybe talked about the possibility of them passing through. But that would make sense because it's rich down south in wildlife. It is rich down south in wildlife. And I've I've never, you know, and there's a lot of ranchers down there. But like where we would go hunting, it's it's kind of like when we go to the Hamas, they, they like to keep people out of those areas for what reason i don't know but they don't want you back there a lot and and who knows why but yeah i didn't even think about that and this is like 30 years ago when i would go hunting down there right now we did hear one thing uh when we were young we went uh, i don't know if we were camping or just a day picnic do you remember when there was that scream and our dad and our uncles grabbed the rifles and they went to investigate then I guess it screamed again, and they're like, we're out of here. No, we, we were going to set up camp. We went to camp. We were going to camp, and uh, I, I think I was like 12. I know. I was I was very young. I was like, I, I, If you were 12, I must have been like one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> see, see how he gives my age away? <laughs> Damn it. No, no, I think I was like 11, 12, because I specifically remember this. And he's right. You know, he was younger. He was maybe seven, eight. And we were in that age range, and we we went there, and that's where we always went camping. But once we heard that, and they grabbed their rifles, we said no. We packed it up and we went home, because uh, either they knew what it was and didn't want to tell us, or they really didn't know. But we did pack it up and go home, and it was loud and it was scary. I want to say they knew what it was because when we were very young, they took us to see Boggy Creek in the theater. <laughs> right. <laughs> so then they had to know. Yeah. Damn it. But, you know, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to just talk about you about some encounters that, you know, <clears throat> people that don't expect them have them. And they're not necessarily the... The Bigfoot crowd, like we are, they're not the investigators. They're not the ones going down the rabbit hole. But yet, something happens to them. Why? Why they Why I, they win why? the lottery? Can't tell you. But I just know there's a lot of people out there that have encounters with these creatures that don't want them. Right. Or, you know, there's a lot of people who have encounters that don't say anything. Yeah, there's probably thousands of people that have encounters and don't say anything. I'm, I'm guessing more people... 
don't talk about it than the ones that do. Right. Just because of the fear of ridicule and everything that goes around, around along with that. Like, oh, this dude's a crackpot. Oh, well, of course. I mean, be, before you had your encounter, what would you think? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, well, well I, I, I've heard it before by some credible people. Our dad was one that night. He was going home from work. Right. But uh, I always took everything with a grain of salt. Well, I mean, yeah, you do, but you don't want to be called a crackpot. I mean, you don't want to be ridiculed. The human nature, you know, it, it makes you feel bad. But Right. And now I, I don't care what they call me because I know what happened to me that night. And I've, I've had enough things happen to me that I know that they're real and they're out there. I'm just waiting to see one. And I, I really don't care what people think about. That's why I'm wearing this shirt, if you could see it. Boogeyman. Yeah. And at the bottom it says catch me if you can. Yep. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't care. Um we're just going to keep doing what we do and we'll keep bringing what we think you want to hear. Now, if we ever do have that class A sighting and it shakes us up, we'll do our final podcast. We'll be here before you cry and say we're we're done. We're done. <laughs> we'll be this is our last episode. And- we're signing off. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, that'll never happen because we are truth seekers. We want to bring I, you the truth. And, hey, anyone passing through New Mexico, if you want to go out with us, we'd be happy to re- take you. Reach out to us. We'll make it happen. And, you know, I think if we have that classic side, if I do, I mean, it's just going to it's gonna flame the fire. It is. It is. And uh, with me, at first I went the opposite direction, but... With him, kind of, let's go, let's go. Nudging him. Nudging me. Yeah. It, it, it turned me around, and now I, I, I crave going out there. Yeah, see, and, and, and if you ask my mom, I've all, that's always been me. She'll say, yeah, he's, he's the one that, that'll probably get abducted by a squatch because he likes to push the envelope yeah. all his life, always has, always will. But thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes, uh, and if you have any stories to share with us, Get in touch with us. Very soon, we'll be able to take your call. We'd love to hear from you. That's right. Uh, we- I, I I did call I did call the company and and they they told me uh, this COVID is just messing everything up. They, we're supposed to already have it shipped, but it's coming first of November, and I'm just my hands are itching because I I we are, I already have some callers lined up, and uh, we want to get those stories to you right and we want we want to put your stories out there as well that's right but for now we just thank you for listening and we'll be bringing you more material as right. always and, and as usual we'll give a nudge Coors Light Coors Light if you want to sponsor somebody right so, here right right all right here's the we are the ones that's right and thanks for listening people peace peace